When it comes to hunting boots, how many pairs does one man need? Well, how many seasons are there? Turkey season? Deer season? Duck season? Dove season? Honey, how many pairs of boots does one man need? At least one more pair. For just about everything for hunting, go to MidwayUSA.com. I'm Larry Potterfield with Midway USA. Thanks for your business. Hunting is not easy. It never has been. It takes dedication, motivation, a lot of patience, and quality gear. If you manage a food plot, put up stands, or need just one more game camera, we can help at MidwayUSA.com. We opened our doors in 1977 and continue to put customers first by offering super fast, same day shipping. For just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. Welcome back to another episode of Campfire Friday. It is almost the weekend. I'm not going to keep you guys super long. It's just me. I'm going to run through a couple of things real quick, and then I will get you guys straight into it, I promise. First and foremost, I want to thank everybody for the continued support. It is amazing to me how many of you guys listen to us constantly week after week. Absolutely blows my mind. But I just wanted to like put it out there and let you guys know. I super appreciate you. You guys are the true MVPs. You guys rock. If you could do me a huge favor and head over to iTunes or wherever you guys listen to your podcast, Spotify, any of those, and give us a five-star review, it would be greatly appreciated. Let us know that you guys give us a five-star review. We'll send you guys out a sticker or whatever you guys want. Um, Chuck will give you an air high five or a hug or whatever. <laughs> but that being said, let's get into some partners real quick. Gree Gear, they are absolutely freaking awesome. They have a new website. They got some bundles going on. They have their weekly deals. Go check them out. They are absolutely awesome. Use code WDP20 for 20% off your first purchase. VIP Archery, coming in hot. They got so many good broadheads in their lineup this year, guys. If you're turkey hunting, you want to get out with your bow, try the Gobbler Guillotines. If you don't want to use a decap style broadhead, you know, go right in with a combat better one of those ones. They're absolutely freaking awesome. They are the best broadheads I've ever used, hands down. I've been using them for three or four years now. They're absolutely awesome. A&F Custom Calls, they are just rolling them out. Kyle Allen, he is donating proceeds from the calls to the Allegheny National Forest, which is awesome. Go head over, check him out. The V-Cut's my favorite. It is absolutely awesome. Chuck's rocking the Ghost Cut this year and a couple other ones. Really, really great, guys. Check them out. Out on a limb manufacturing, as always, awesome. New Canoe, awesome. That's it, guys. I'm going to get you guys right into it. But um, have a good weekend. Anyone who's hunting this weekend, good luck. Send us some pictures if you get something. We want to hear the story. And uh, here's Joey Bell. Enjoy, guys. All right. We are back with another episode of the Campfire Fridays. And we are with our buddy Joey Bell, as promised in our normal episode with Joey, that we were going to come back and talk about one of your favorite stories. So Joey, we're going to let you take it away here, set the stage, let us know everything you can possibly know about the details. We're, we're big into the details. So, And then if we have questions along the way, we'll, we'll maybe intervene, but well, I really want to sit back like we're sitting at a campfire and enjoy just a phenomenal story. Okay. I can think of one hunt. A couple of years ago, we went to Oklahoma, and it was me and my buddy Jacob. Uh, he goes with me everywhere, hunting-wise anyway. Uh, we travel a lot together and go hunting. And we had come across this uh, pretty, I mean, it was a significant piece of public, I guess. 
and we kind of split up and we were going to work both us, both sides of this place. We we're going to try to cover as much ground as we could. So Jacob went on, I think it was like the west side of this, of this place, and I went on the east side. And we just started walking. And I started walking. I was going through, it was a lot of uh, buttes and canyons and drainages. It's pretty rough country. And saw a few turkey tracks, and I ended up being, I think the way a crow flies was about three miles into this place. And like I said, I'd seen a few tracks, I hadn't heard anything. Wind was howling. I mean, it was just rough. And I kind of just, I was just looking at my topo map. And I was like, well, here's the highest spot that I can find within, you know, reasonable distance of where I'm at right now. I'll just go up there, look through my my binos and just see what I can see, if there's anything around and just take a break. So I went up and I crawled up this butte, this tip top of this thing. Wind was howling again, like I said. I was like, well, I ain't going to be able to hear anything from here anyway. So I just like took my vest off and, you know, just kind of cooled off and was just sitting there drinking, you know, drinking out my Camelback or whatever. And there was a break in the wind. And as soon as that break in the wind hit, I heard a gobble. And I just kind of was just looking around. I was like, I, I have no idea where that turkey is. I, there's <laughs> zero chance I know where that thing is. <laughs> and so wind picks up again, you know, blows into my ears and uh, it pauses again and I hear it again. And this time I thought it was like right under me. Of course, you know, it's it's in the middle of Oklahoma. It's wide open, sound carries different. But I, I had no idea, you know, I'm from the east, you know, if a turkey gobbles, if I can hear a turkey gobble, you know, around me in the east, he's not that far away. So I'm just, <laughs> I hear it. And then I kind of, I kind of stand up and I'm like peeking over the edge of this thing, thinking this thing was like right under me or something like that. It's kind of what it sounded like. And uh, the wind broke again and I called and I just like cut as loud as I could and just put my hands up to my ears and try to find uh, where this gobble was coming from. And I think I may have heard like a faint gobble then, like maybe towards, I think it was like to my south, my southwest. and. Right across the property line, I could see the property line from where I was at. It was a few hundred yards away, the property line was. And there was this big green field on the, on this piece of private. And I later looked at the map, and from from where I was, this green field was like 700-something yards. And I'm just kind of looking at the green field. And again, you know, I don't have any experience with these wide open spaces. So I see this field, and I see this little black speck on the other side of it. And I'm like, what is that? It looks like a tick, you know, <laughs> from, from where I'm standing. <laughs> and I put my binoculars up and I see a gobbler. I was like, oh, there's a turkey. And then in the back of my mind, I was like, I wonder where this other turkey is that I keep hearing gobble. And I'm looking at this turkey and I see his head throw out like he gobbles. And then a few seconds later, I hear that gobble and it sounds like it's right <laughs> under me. It's that same turkey. <laughs> wow. And I'm like, no way. There's no way I can hear that bird. And the, the wind actually, I think it starts dying down at that point. And I can hear him pretty regularly now. And he's just hammering. He's just hammering. And I'm calling to him because I'm just excited. I'm just glad to be able to, uh, we're a few days into Oklahoma at this point. And uh, I think this is maybe the third turkey we have seen <laughs> the entire trip. <laughs> uh, so I was just excited. And uh, I get him fired up and, you know, he just kept going. It was a Rio. So, you know, they like to gobble. Those Miriams do. They like to hear themselves gobble and um he kind of turns and starts pointing my way i was like well i'm not gonna kill him from up here 
so I kind of just barrel off the side of this butte and down on the bottom here uh, next to this thing was like there was a bunch of little cedar trees that were like I don't know four or five feet tall most of them somewhere like eight feet tall but it almost looked like a Christmas tree farm they were just scattered out everywhere and I started closing a little bit of distance and I, I found the property line it was a barbed wire fence uh, I say a barbed wire fence it had like two strands of barbed wire on it but that was the that was the boundary the public boundary and I kind of got behind this cedar tree and I could still see that green field up there and I could see that bird working around the edge of it uh, and there was it was on the edge of this bluff there's a bluff right beside it and at this point I hadn't really called to him much because I was you know moving around and trying to get into the position so I was just kind of just watching him for a little bit and he would gobble and uh, then I started answering him and I was just cutting his gobbles off really best I could from that far away and he was just getting torqued up man he was ready to go and so he gets over to the edge of this bluff and i look over to the left to my left uh, from where he was and he would have had to walk another 100 yards or so and come down this road or trail or whatever coming out of this green field and kind of down into the gully kind of close um, more closer to where i was to get to me and i'm like well he's going to take forever for him to you know meander around there and come down or whatever so i was just kind of sitting i was just kind of sitting there just watching him you know through the cedar tree and he was still you know, a few hundred yards away at this point he's still a good ways away butcher box makes it easy and convenient to get the highest quality grass-fed grass-finished beef organic free-range chicken heritage breed pork and wild-caught seafood without any antibiotics or added hormones delivered straight to your door for me, I love their ribeye steak with a smoke and reverse sear, their tender belly bacon, which is some of the best uncured bacon on planet Earth. ButcherBox partners with people, small farmers included, that treat their animals in the best possible way and never give any added antibiotics or hormones. When you join, you choose your box and delivery frequency. You can cancel it anytime without any penalty, and ButcherBox delivers amazing and fresh meat right to your door in a 100% recyclable box. For a limited time only, get free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% off your first box when you sign up today and use the code WP. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free organic chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at ButcherBox.com forward slash WP and use the code WP. And I was watching him through my binoculars and he gets over to the edge of this bluff next to this green field and he pitches off this bluff and flies like a hundred yards towards me. <laughs> and if I hadn't have been, I would have never ever thought that a bird, I would have seen a bird do that. And uh, to this day, I'd still can't really believe it. But he pitched off that bluff and he flew towards me instead of going around walking down there. And so, oh, well, okay. So he's on my level now. I better go <laughs> better go do something with myself. And so I kind of back up. Um, I'm standing at the property line uh, behind this tree. Like, and I kind of just back up, I don't know, like 30 yards or so. Um, because, you know, those cedar trees were kind of bunched together or they were set up in such a way where when he got to where I could see him, he was going to be across that boundary line or coming through that, that fence and I could kill him. And so I just kind of set up in the in the base of one of these cedar trees, kind of tucked up into the shadows. And he and I were just, you know, we were just lighting each other up. Uh, he would gobble and I'd try to cut him off and he'd try to cut me off, you know, with another gobble. And he was just torqued up. 
and uh he was gobbling just so much you know you could just trace his you know trace his footsteps you know kind of on an aerial map or whatever just because you know exactly where he was each time he gobbled and i finally just quit calling because you know i just didn't you know i didn't want to call to him you know while he was 30 yards away from me or something and he'd end up finding out that there wasn't a hen there and so he gets up there close um i hear him gobble a couple more times and then i see him uh and he's actually about to come up to the right of this one tree in front of me which i didn't need him to do because you know i'm shooting i shoot right-handed and i was kind of pointed off to the left a little bit where this uh this gap in the fence was and he would have had to come up through there and I kind of like tilted my head over to the left and I yelped like as soft as I could over my left shoulder and the bird turned and came back to the left, which I never thought would have happened either. But that bird, like he just switched directions and came across to this other side of the tree and I'm looking at this hole in the fence and then I see the bird come out and he starts coming up to the fence and he crawls up under the that, that second you know strand of barbed wire you know that i was talking about he ducks up under it and he takes a couple steps and as soon as his tail feathers clear that barbed wire fence i let him have it Ooh. and i killed him right there nice and uh but uh and again you know i got the bird and i was just sitting there you know and uh, uh and i was looking at the map and like i said from where i first heard that bird uh to where that bird was at was like 700 yards and that bird walked that green field pitched off the bluff and came up that it was like a almost like a mini canyon or whatever where we were and uh he walked right up there and i killed him then i had to tote him <laughs> i had to tote him three miles back to the truck so that was uh that was quite the adventure and that's that's a hunt that i'll probably never ever forget it was one of my favorites that i've had that is an absolutely unreal story like you had so many odds against you too how far that was how windy it was that day and like just listening to you tell the story, it's like you're kind of coming to like those those speed bumps where you have like almost those, I don't even know what word I'm looking for right now, like I don't want to say superstitions, but like those common, I don't know, misconceptions that people have about birds, like you can't call a bird uphill, or right. if a bird comes to a bluff, they're not going to, you know, they're going to take the easiest way around it, or, you know, a bird won't cross a fence or something like that. You had all of these <laughs> obstacles in the way, and he just kept like yeah. crushing them, coming straight for you. That's absolutely awesome. Yeah, the, I had an angel on my shoulder or something that day because <laughs> that luck was the only thing that was on my side, apparently, because I had everything else against me. <laughs> I want to break this down a little bit. You mentioned early on in your story that you and your buddy went out there and you split up. Is that something common that you guys do whenever you're covering a new state? Do you typically split up the two of you to cover more ground, or what was the play there and thought process? Uh, We've done it a couple of times, just, you know, up until that point, we hadn't seen that many birds and hadn't gotten on a lot of birds. So we're doubling our chances to try to try to find our first bird, basically. Mm-hmm. So that's basically all that was. What day of the trip was that? That was day, day three, I think. Day three. I think it was. Okay. That was after we had moved from another part of the state mm-hmm. and uh, went to another part. That's awesome, man. Yeah, it goes back to what, you know, we've talked to prior to you about and it's like being mobile cutting the distance uh, being persistent on a bird like that when you have them at that kind of distance and you start to make your move in the back of your mind you got to be thinking like this is never going to happen yeah right he's got to come all this way he's got to pitch off a bluff 
And then he's got, at the very end, like Austin's saying, he's got to cross a fence, which we've all been there. There's <laughs> 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 birds at any given point could have just gave up on you and, and lost interest. But I think what makes it so beautiful about hunting some of these other subspecies and getting the right turkey in the right mood is they'll do a lot of amazing things out there that you don't always get to experience. And when you get to experience the good ones, it makes up for all the other bad ones that hang up on you. <laughs> yeah, you made up for the last couple of days that we didn't see or hear anything. That that made the trip right there. Yeah. That was, was a lot of fun. It was a long walk back to the truck with that thing on. <laughs> I bet. <sighs> Did you have an actual tote or a pocket in the back of your vest or anything like that? Yeah, Jacob, he, uh, he had made a couple of totes had a paracord or whatever mm -hmm. so i had something to sling him over my shoulder and, and pack him out of there like a like a bag or whatever but mm -hmm. it was they don't get lighter as you go let me tell you no <laughs> they don't those long ones you start you got them hanging over your over your shoulder oh. like that and your arm starts going numb and you oh man a tote like that <laughs> that's a tough one there yeah it's it's nice when they got some good hooks on them sometimes because you almost got something to hold on to and when you don't have a tote mm -hmm. or a or a pocket We've had some of them walkouts. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what though? Throwing a bird in a pocket like that though, like if they're in the back of your vest, they just they never look the same when you pull them out. Agreed. Oh, they look nasty. Oh, they're the worst. It's like when you get one wet. It's horrible. That, <laughs> the only thing that uh, the only thing that looks worse than a turkey, you know, that's been in a vest is a turkey that's been rained on. Uh, <laughs> like grounded rats. They're just like a wet rat. Yeah, it's terrible. It's, yeah. it's incredible the turkey species how it can go from one of the most beautiful unbelievable sights in the in the sunlight when they're dry that you could ever imagine and all the different colors and the fluorescence and you get a little bit of rain <laughs> they turn into like a, a naked mole rat <laughs> uh, it's it's incredible man it really is it's it's hilarious because they can be so beautiful and they can be so ugly but <laughs> now yeah. did your uh did your buddy jacob have any luck on that trip as well yeah he killed uh he killed a couple jakes he killed two jakes with one shot on that trip that was getting about i think that was the next day so he hadn't touched off on anything yet and he was getting pretty hungry he uh <laughs> he he took no he took he showed no mercy and a couple jakes showed up on us and uh he just he just let one he tried to let one have and he killed two and he just likes to say he's a yeah tss is too expensive to shoot him one at a time <laughs> <laughs> let him eat <laughs> he ain't wrong especially today he is not wrong yeah that's Holy awesome sucks. yeah that, listen when i when we went to oklahoma driving 16 hours out there the first birds that came in were jakes man there's no way that you could have got me from pulling that trigger on those birds and i was the first one to pull the trigger on the birds <laughs> on that trip and man, we wiped them we wiped them out i mean we killed four in that one stand it was pretty awesome <laughs> so i i have nothing against it and good for him man what a story uh, a trip like that is uh, is something that you guys will never forget like you said you know it's yeah. it's incredible where where the turkey species will take us yep all kinds of places there's no better no better way to see the world than a shotgun over your shoulder and a call in your mouth that's right that's right i'm doubtful well that's all i had man and unless you got another story to share with us and we can we can wrap it up right there 
Oh man, if I didn't have to get up at probably four in the morning and catch a flight, and I'd stay here all night talking turkey <laughs> hunting stories. Yeah. Heck yeah, man. Well, again, we appreciate your time. Uh, that's an amazing story. I like that we can implement turkey stories into this Campfire Friday. It's good, man. I love yeah. it. It's that time of year. We're almost there, boys. We're almost there. Yeah. Well, thank you, Joey. Appreciate your time, man. Uh, safe travels. Get home safe, and uh, we'll be catching up with you. Absolutely, guys. Thanks for having me on anytime. Absolutely. Thanks, brother.